bitches. It is Tuesday, the 29th of November. Three years ago this day, we got our little feral cat, Lulabelle Brown. Oh, and she was a real feral. And you know what? She still has the feral in her. You never lose the feral. Once you're a street cat, honey. <laughs> You're on the street. You're on the street. But today I wanted to do some of my comedy <clears throat> that I did a few years ago in my stand-up. So I just thought you might want to hear some of my stuff. It's kind of cute and funny. And I'll do the first one and then I'll do the X-rated one second. The first one was, you know, I was born in Paris and raised in Brooklyn. Ain't that a bitch? So we lived near where the Mercedes-Benz and the GMC truck sign was over the Gowanus Canal where you had to be one of two things, Italian or Jewish. Can you guess which one I was? I just wanted to be like that Italian movie star, Jeremy Piven. So I joined the 40th Street Girls Gang. There was Anita, Maria, Angelina, Rosita, and Sandy. Yes, Sandy is my name. So that's one of the bits I used to say. Of course, I would dance on stage and shake my booty, and that was so much fun. Um, and, you know, I just turned 75 fucking years old, bitches. <laughs> but I was banging guys when I was 50, okay? There, they were the fraternal order of the moose. <laughs> Okay, now let me ask you this. I know this is like something you really wanted to know. Have you ever seen a 75-year-old woman's vagina on purpose? It looks like an angry octopus. My lips are so flappy I could pull them over my head like a hazmat suit. My clit looks like a newborn wal walrus. But I used to have a beautiful pussy, really nice. I used it as my driver's license photo. When a cop pulled me over, he'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. He'd look at the license. Now I recognize you. But it was tight, really tight. A guy would finger me and break his knuckle. I didn't even think I had room in there for crabs. You know, back in the day, a boyfriend gave me some Benoit balls, in case you don't know what they are. They're like little steel ball bearings, and I gave him black back his metal dust. <laughs> you know what, Ben? They're steel ball bearings that you put in your pussy, and the trick is to hold them so you don't lose them. Today, I'm a lot looser, so I use Christmas tree ornaments. It's always awkward when I take them out and give them to my grandchildren, especially because they're Jewish. One advantage of getting older is I don't have to shave or wax down there. I do diet, though. A lot of guys are turned on by blue hair. <laughs> Sir, are you there? <laughs> my husband's gone. <sighs> anyway, I used to say, Sir, would you like to take me out? It's not a date. Get that out of your head. It's just a casual fuck. Followed by coffee and strudel. Sex was with an older broad is fun. My hips are very flexible. Every eight months, I get them replaced. 
you could bend me over my walker. And in two years, uh, I should say two years, wow. <laughs> but you know, you might think I'm an old slut, but there's three, been three long-term Mr. Marketties. The first Marketty was a premature ejaculator. Very premature. He shot his load three years before I met him. The second Mr. Marketty left me for a woman with more money. Apparently, he wasn't impressed by my social security check. He did like my blowjobs, though. I had a lot of experience in college. All my exams were oral. I once sucked a kidney scone right through a man's dick. Then there's the third Mr. Marketty. Oh, he's got a small pecker, but he makes up with it with his really tiny balls. It's like a little twig with two spring buds on it. But he's the keeper. At one time, he bought me a house. That's the trick to make a tiny piece of penis more impressive. Surrounded with the house that you own. We lost that house, though, and that's okay, because Mr. Mark Eddy, number three, puts up with my shenanigans and my shit. I mean, come on. What more does a person want to have a partner that puts up with your shenanigans or your shit? In case you think I'm making a lot of this up, it, I have a tramp stamp, you know, a doggy decoration, rear entry artwork. I usually, when you see a tattoo on someone my age, it's usually a big Anchor with it on his on your arm. I'm not them, but I did screw a lot of those sailors. Oh my god! Anyway, I got this a long time ago. I got this tattoo of of a pussy cat, Mark Kitty, on the show. Bad tattoo. Nine years ago, and I was on the show. I had a horrible tattoo from years before that I had gotten in Vegas. You know, had like a line above my my butt and said, insert coin in slot. I had won a lot of money. You know, I love, I love to gamble. So I was in Vegas and I won a lot of money and I had them redo. I had them do the tattoo. Then what happened was, of course, years later, I go on to bad tattoo and they gave me a, um, my pink kitty cat, my tram stamp. And, uh, that was probably the most painful thing I've ever had done because don't forget, I'm sober. I'm sober. And, um, yeah, so, you know, I loved doing stand-up when I was doing it. Like when I first came back into show business, 2013, I started doing some stand-up and wrote some of these, you know, funny things like that I wrote about my life and, and, and of course, then I did the Ma Kitty film, which is very similar to my stand-up right now. And, uh, and that's my stand-up routine that I did. And you know, Mr. Ma Kitty, or as I like to call him, TikTok hubby, um, just had a scare in the hospital because he like, you know, he had those blood clots in his lungs. I, I told him I wish I could suck the blood clots out, but that wasn't going to work because there was no entry to go into. And, you know, you can't suck out blood clots from a penis. I'm just saying. I tried, but I couldn't do it. So they had to dissolve it. <laughs> That's one I just thought of now.
Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so my life is kind of fun. I have to admit, you know, like doing this and talking about getting old and old lady, you know, vaginas. Old lady vaginas are like, you know, the Sahara Desert, dry as fuck. Isn't that terrible? Isn't that sad? You know, we have no hair down there. I don't have any hair on my hoo-ha, my vagina. And uh, what I do have actually is gray to match my gray hair. So, but I'm not dying it. I ain't dying, even though I said I was going to dye it blue, I ain't dying it. But that's kind of the advantage, you know, when you're an older woman. Um, I have very little hair. I don't have much hair there on my hoo-ha, which is okay by me. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the truth. And I don't have to shave that often, my legs, you know. If I shave them every six weeks, that's as long as I do. There's no hair under my arms anymore. Once I went through menopause, I lost the hair under my arms, my hoo-ha. And, uh, yeah, that makes, a you know, you save your money on razor blades, right? Of course, right. So, yeah, my life is very funny. I love, you know, I tell it like it is. I, I got that from my mother. My mother was a tell it like it is person. And my father too, like when I was dating, you know, in between uh, the first, the third, second husband and the third husband, if I would date somebody, my father was, they called him Cowboy Jack because he was a Brooklyn cowboy, had the cowboy hat, you know, he always had the cowboy outfit on. He was sharp looking. And he would, uh, what would, oh yeah. So he, if I dated somebody a lot older, he'd go, Sandra, he's got one foot in the grave. Or if I dated somebody younger, he goes, you robbing the cradle, Sandra. <laughs> or if I dated like a, you know, my husband was a mama's boy. Too bad he didn't meet him. But he's a mama's boy. He'll never get married. Dad was tough. You know, dad was very tough. He was tough on the second Mr. SJ, Mr. Markitty. Because like me, the second Mr. Markitty and I partied a lot together. He liked to drink. My father would say, what are you marrying? A drunken Irish bum? Why'd you marry him? My dad was like, you know, and he would never tell it to the person's face. He would tell me. And I just, you know. Oh, there was nobody like him. He really told it like it is. Because his mother, God rest her soul, came, was a wealthy woman. They were wealthy in the 20s. And she used to go to the stores and steal food. And then my grandfather, my dad's father, would take the food and bring it back. Because, you know, she felt like the world owed her money and a living. And that's how she was. And she was a curser, too. What the fuck are you doing over there? But she was a good baker. She was a cursor, but she was a very good baker. And of course, you know, I've shared about my family and how we had to move all the time, you know. Uh-oh, time to move again. The wolf is at the door. Uh-oh, the wolf's at the door. What does that mean? Pack your shit up. We're moving. Okay, we packed our shit up and we went moving. So, you know, my death, my experience definitely has been one of interest, intrigue, all sorts of fun stuff. And I've had a lot of, you know, a fun life. And so that's why I thought I would do, you know, stand up about my life. 
and what it's all about and how fun it was. Sad, but fun. You know, have you ever totaled up how many people you've slept with? <laughs> God, it took up three yellow pages. <laughs> I don't remember. No, I remember most of the people I've slept with. Oh, my God. I've slept with a bunch of people. Famous comedians. I shall make a list. I love comedians. You know, some people um, are, some girls love rock stars. I always love comedians. Anybody who could make me laugh. I would love. And that was very important to me. So, wow. And talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I'm bringing in here, okay? I watched it, and my favorite performance, my favorite artist was Eminem at the end. He was brilliant. And Eminem did something that I love, the fact that the artists in hip-hop that have never been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like I've changed, see, I've changed direction already because I'm rambling, but oh my God, so many of the hip hop artists that I, yes, a 75 fucking year old woman loves hip hop. That's right. I love hip hop. And Eminem, he listed them all. Marshall Mathers, you are Eminem, you are. You are amazing that you did that, that you that you gave tribute. You know, and it's like me loving the comedians that I really love, like Phyllis Diller. Toadie Fields was a great comedian back in the day. She was a big woman. Um, who else did I love? Oh, let me just, Joan Rivers. Who doesn't like Joan Rivers? Who didn't like her? God rest her soul. Belle Barth, I don't know if you ever heard of her. She would curse and, you know, she was really disgusting, Belle Barth. I love that about her. She could just talk about, you know, boobs and asses and vaginas. And she was absolutely, positively amazing, Belle Barth. Look her up. Look her up. And, of course, you know, I was a singer. I was a singer growing up, but I've always been funny. You know, because I'm like my dad and my mom. My mom would say, if she, now my mom should talk. You know, I've shared about fat shaming and skinny shaming with my mother before. She was a big woman. But if she'd see a big person, she'd say, you know, why don't you have another piece of cake? She was tough that way. She would just call it like it is. So. Anyway, I just thought that some of that was, you know, was funny and that you might want to hear some of those stories. Today, what is my life all about? Well, I'm not doing stand-up. I'm doing, obviously, a podcast that you all want to listen to. I'm very grateful. I love to spout out and speak my mind and talk about, you know, um, all my thoughts, my funny thoughts, my not-such-funny thoughts, Um and just make people laugh. That's one of my favorite things, especially with my face. I've got one of those faces that can just, you know, look at you and not say a word. Uh, I akin it to Jack Benny, who had the best timing in the world. He didn't need to say a word. He would just sit there with his arms crossed and just let people do their thing. And you know who's also great like that? Tom Green. I was on the Tom Green show a few years ago when he had his show back again. 
and he's a great interviewer. Oh my God, Tom Green, you are amazing. Just want to tell you that if you ever listen to my podcast, Tommy Boy, you were an amazing interviewer. And he even let me on the show, you know, hosting the show. Oh my God, that was like, I came there with my wedding veil and, you know, just to talk to people. And I'm still friends with some of the people that I met on the Tom Green show. And it's just, you know, so funny. I love to dance. You know, I danced on stage when I was doing my stand-up and all that fun stuff. And, you know, pulled people on stage to dance with me. That's one of my fun things I love to do. And so I'll be doing lots more stuff on my uh, podcast and advertising stuff. Oh, my God. Especially about us women. You know, as I was laughing about um, the problem that we women have as we get older because we don't have estrogen. You know, we lose our estrogen. So once when our ovaries were nice and big, you know, and they were getting ready to have a child, now they're like two cracked little walnuts up there. Even that might maybe the olive pits, I like to say. They're olive pits. <laughs> That's what they really are. Olive fucking pits. That's what the ovaries are now. And to get anything up that vagina, oh my God, takes a lot of lubrication, honey. A lot. Because, you know, once you, like I said earlier, it's like the Sahara Desert. Once you lose um, the elasticity, you know, you lose it. If you don't use it, you lose it. And I haven't used it in a while. You know, I'm married. And we're like great companions and stuff. But forget the forget sex. I don't know. I, you know, it's just like once I lost that estrogen, I think I gave up sex. I don't know what happened. I used to be a fuck bunny in the forward when I'm in my forties. I mean, the God, I had some great men in my, in the forties. You know, they were great, gorgeous, hot bitches. And then, you know, like in my fifties, it started to wane down because that's when the estrogen started going. God bless the estrogen, the estrogen bunny. <laughs> so I'll be doing different podcasts, inviting other people in, but I just thought I would give you a little bit, a little bitty taste of the Ma Kitty comedy, how I used to do it. And I, and I did do some, some clean comedy too, which was a lot of fun as well. And, uh, I really love doing that, too. So that was fun. Like some of my clean comedy, I will read to you. Here it is. Like, uh, so I would look in the audience. I go, you know, I'm 75 years young, bitch. And I look at a guy and I'd say, this guy thinks I'm sexy, sir. You're young enough to be my drug dealer. It's inappropriate, but seriously, I used to love younger men. <laughs> And the guys with breathing tubes. But I have to watch out. Sometimes I think God, younger guys are after my social security check and I keep it right here next to my heart. That was if they do steal it. I'll know. <laughs> At least I get a thrill, right? Of course, right? A lot of young men do like older women. We know that. We know what we want. I don't know if we can remember it. 
We don't waste time. We don't have time. I get called weekly by Forest Lawn Cemetery. Ma'am, I'm sorry to bother you. Are you still alive? The guy wanted me to come down and test spin a grave. But I feel great. I think I could live to be 100. Recently, a specialist told me there's no way I could live to be 100. It wasn't a doctor. It was my accountant. He said I'd be out of money by 75. Ain't that the truth? Unless I could start a new career. And guess what? I did. Acting. Woo! Someone said prostitution. They say it's the oldest profession. That's perfect. I'm the oldest and I need a job. These young kids today don't get it. They think never, like, never is always better. I'm not like a smartphone. I like great, I used to like great scotch and aged over 60 years. A good body and only slightly bitter. And it'll cost you a hundred bucks a shot. 150 for a double. What's that? I'll throw in my sister. <laughs> I know. I'm a little crude, rude, and uncivilized. The other day, I was at this uppity Hollywood party, and some good-looking kid comes to me and says, Lady, your behavior is scandalous and unacceptable. Frankly, it's embarrassing. And I said, yeah, well, listen here, Justin Bieber. I'm actually a grandmother. Every time I go to pick up my grandkids at school, it's so cute. They scream and tell the school, I'm a child abductor. Hey, at least they're learning the words. I'll always get a free ride home from the police. It's like Uber with sexier drivers. I think the grandkids hate my Hanukkah gifts. They want something called Ariana Grande. What's that? So I got them a gift card at Starbucks. I don't get their references. I thought One Direction, who I loved so much, Ari Styles, was a street sign. I thought Little Wayne, last name was Newton. I thought the Hunger Games was another name for Weight Watchers. <laughs> and that's some of my stand-up that I wanted to share with you and, and talk about and just tell you all the fun stuff. All about me and some of the things and my experiences. You know, in life, I just can't imagine ever having one partner in my life. You know, when you get married... At 21, December 28th was my first anniversary. It's coming up for the first Mr. SJ, Mr. Mark Kitty. You think, this is going to last forever. But as I shared before on TikTok, he used to make me spray deodorant on my JJ, my hoo Come on, what's that all about? You know, it's terrible. And I told you, he was the premature ejaculator, right? All of a sudden, my vagina goes near his penis and he, boop, that was it. <laughs> so he obviously was not a good lover for me. In fact, you know, it took me a long time to find people who were into what I was into, which is nothing really crazy or kinky. I never liked being tied up, although I was tied up. Wasn't into bondage. I don't like that. A lover left me tied up once. And came back to me and I said, don't leave me the fuck here alone. And that was a horrible experience. Oh, my God. So, oh, you know, so it just depends. Um, I've had big, gigantic penises. I've had small ones. 
it doesn't even matter anymore. You know, back in the day when I was young, that's all I was looking for was the gigantic dick. And I've had a few of them, let me tell you, really big ones. But sometimes it's just too big. You know, I'm a little person. So all I have to say to everybody is, you know, my closing thing is I love you. And if no one told you they love you today, I love you because you're you. And be good to yourself. And I had to give you a little taste of me and what I'm all about besides TikTok Bubby, which I'm sure you've, you know, listened and heard and loved, hopefully. And uh, I just love you all very much. Enjoy your day. I'm going to come back about, I want to share about suicide. Not today. I just wanted everybody to laugh. And, and I'm honoring my friend at the end of this, Eric Philip Fleischman, who was my trainer extraordinaire when I was in my 50s, my son and myself. May he rest in peace in heaven. I know he's with all the greats, Jack LaLanne, Steve Reeves. He's training everybody. So I love you all and God bless.